0: Welcome to Real Estate 360.
1: And now, your hosts and experts, Steve Connolly and Jason Miles.
2: Hello, and welcome to the Real Estate 360 show. This is Steve
0: Connolly, hashtag unemployable. And this is Mr. Jason O. Miles, hashtag the real estate trainer. Well, <laughs>
2: all right. You know, we have a fantastic show for you people today. And we're going to talk about trends and finances and single
0: families and exit strategies and all kinds of topics and subjects. That's right. And the most important thing that we need to make sure that people are understanding right now is, as investors, modifying your strategy now so that you can be prepared for everything that's coming. You know, not really knowing what's coming, you have to prepare for the worst, right? So what you're saying is
2: think from the end before you get started. In other words, know what your exit strategy is and understand what's going on around you right now in this marketplace and watching the
0: trends and seeing what's happening and, you know, all the things that you need to be aware of. That's exactly right because, I mean, that's one of the things that I say or talk about a lot, know where you want to finish it doesn't matter if it changes because it will change later. But know where you want to finish and then work your plan backwards. Right? You do that on a small scale and you do it on a large scale. But however, we've got some housekeeping that we need to pay attention. Oh, we uh, do we need to mention here. We want to make sure that you guys are going to iTunes, uh, checking us out there. Uh, you want to go to um, uh, our YouTube channel, the Real Estate Three Hundred and Sixty Real Estate Three Hundred and Sixty Show. Uh, we're on uh, Spotify, Google Play. All those great places, you know, go there, subscribe, you know, leave a comment. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. Let us know what you feel. It doesn't really matter. Just engage. Let us know what you're thinking. Yeah,
2: that'd be great because, you know, we can't see you or we can't hear you from here. That's right. (laughs) So maybe through, you know, the social medias, we could hear you.
0: And so we, let us know. Yeah, yeah, and we don't have our Swami with us. You know, we don't take him out of the house very often. <laughs> right. So we need you to engage with us. So we want to know what you think. So please, go to iTunes, you know, Google Play, Spotify, all those great places, and uh, subscribe, leave a message, let us know what you think. Sounds good. I want to hear what you want to hear. And um, let me do
2: this. Let me talk a little bit about what's been going on. In the marketplace? I think that's a good idea. So And let, and then you come in and give them the real facts. You know, I'm going to paint the big picture. And you can fill in with some really cool information.
0: All right, let's do it, man.
2: So lately, in the last couple of years in single family, prices have been going up. Yes. So, I mean, you could be a muskrat, you know, and go out there and write contracts and let the marketplace fix whatever mistakes you may have made. If mm-hmm. you know what I mean. But uh, things have, are changing, and they're changing quickly. Just like they did in 16, 17, and 18, they changed quickly. They moved very, very quickly. Um, I, like I said before, I've been doing this for a long time. I've just never seen anything move so fast. In terms on, the,
0: of, on the uptick.
2: On the uptick, in terms of values going up and uh, areas gentrifying, things yeah. everything is improving. Um, things have changed. Uh, late last year, they started to plateau out. Uh, you and I saw that, mm-hmm. and um, we we could see where wholesale values were going up w- way too fast. And, uh, you know, you and I take some credit and blame for that. Oh. What? 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 <laughs> <laughs> so those values have gone up, and, and that was great. You know, that's fine as long as the retail values are going up mm-hmm. along with it. But mm-hmm. uh, they have stopped going up and they have uh, plateaued, as we say. And sometimes those wholesale values have continued to go up. You know, these are values. When I'm talking about wholesale values, I'm talking about asking prices that are coming from wholesalers who some understand the marketplace, some don't. That's right. And, but they're just kind of what riding this wave and pushing the prices up along, you know, mm. with everybody else, which is is fine. I mean, that's the marketplace. That's what it's supposed to do. But it's, at some point, you got to step back a little bit and say, okay, wait a minute. What, what's happening here?
0: Especially when things are plateauing. Right. Well, we, you got to have checks and balances in anything, right? So, <clears throat> you know, you can't liken this process, like in the bottom end of manufacturing, right? You have the manufacturers that understand their market, right? Right. But these people have to understand their market. Okay, let's not look at it. Let's look at it from a house builder, a home builder's perspective. Okay. Home builders know where their prices need to be before they even start building, right? They, they, they know what it's going to cost for the land. They know what it's going to cost to build. They know all those things so they can set their their prices, so they can even push the envelope in the marketplaces that they're in. Well, wholesalers, yes, generally speaking, are also on the bottom end of the spectrum at the very beginning of the uh, existing home rebuilding, if you will. Right. The problem is they're not as well-informed as a whole as our home builders would be. They're not forecasting. They're seizing an an immediate opportunity that may be there. And they're they're looking at history. Well, some of them are, and some of them are just
2: throwing it out there. That's exactly
0: right. (laughs) That's exactly right. So because you'd mentioned that, uh, on the wholesale side, prices just keep going up and up and up and up and up, and we see that. We saw that. We're still watching that, even though there's kind of, you know, we talk about that plateau. It's just kind of sitting there, right? Because something that was going for 50, three years ago is now going for one hundred and twenty. Yes, uh, but you have people that will put that property under contract for let's say one ten, and then push it to one thirty because they want to make twenty, knowing that the market can barely stand the one twenty, right? So where they probably were in it at the one ten maybe even five or ten thousand dollars too much for if they want to sell it today. Right. Right. So pardon me. We have to make sure that well, you as a wholesaler, you as a real estate investor, have to make sure that you are focused solely on making the best deals for you today. And that's focusing on what the market, the economy may look like in three months, six months. As a wholesaler, to be effective, you really have to
2: step out of your shoes and go over and step into the shoes of the guy who's buying the property. Mm -hmm. You know, what would they do if they saw this price and they went and did the evaluations and how would they look at the house? Because that's your customer. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't matter what you think or what how much money you want to make or any of that stuff. Oh look, I can I can buy this for hundred, I bet you I can sell it for one thirty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, based on what? You right, know, right. You know, based on your imagination. That's right. Well, sometimes that works and sometimes <laughs> it doesn't. But bottom line, if you want to be as is your home builder analogy, which is great, if you want to be well informed and you wanna be respected in your marketplace and you wanna give out good quality information and you want to do it from, then you want to do it from the point of view of who's buying your house, you know, Mm -hmm. who's your customer. That's right. And you know what they're going to do? They're going to, first thing they're going to do is they're going to go on online. They're probably going to go on Zillow and start looking up Mm -hmm. values or, and say, okay, what did, what would this sell for if it's all fixed up? Right. And then they're going to subtract out the renovation costs and they're going to say, well, this has come from a wholesaler, so it's probably low. You know,
0: Mm -hmm. isn't that the first thing they say? That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So, but that goes to one of the processes that we're really good at, and that's giving solid um, uh, estimates on what it's going to cost to renovate this to bring it to market, to get that top dollar, right? Right. So we've been doing it so long, people understand that this is what the number is. In fact, some people think our numbers are even too high. On some, the renovation side. Some people think ours are too low. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, there is a, there is some of that. But, you know, it's simply just a matter of making sure that you know what the market's going to be. If you're doing, you know, 10 deals a month right now, and you're just rocking it, man, you're on fire, you might, you might only do four or five deals a month right now if you're going to be as conservative as I know one needs to be. If you have been buying at an average price— of let's just say $100,000, you might now want to come down to about eighty, And that will reduce the amount of deals that you do currently in, yeah. the, in the market today. But that's just because everyone else who has con, you know, contracts on properties that are trying to flip the contract or owners that are being a little too aggressive in their pricing, because we, we see a lot of that, because they're too busy looking at the Zestimate.
1: Right. The zestimate says
0: I should get. I'm sorry. I shouldn't laugh out loud like that. (laughs) The zestimate (laughs) says my house is worth 300. Yeah, but you have a meteorite sized hole in the roof. Yeah, and uh, everything needs to be updated. So no, no, it's not worth that. But again, once those people are sitting on those properties for a long enough amount of time, you know, they start to get really realistic on what they what they need to be doing in terms of selling. Well, Sammy last week was
2: saying he had buyers, I'm sorry, he had sellers who said, Sammy, just sell my house, you know. I'm tired of looking at it. And (laughs) uh, so, you know, we were talking about the median price being a seller's market, a buyer's market, Mm -hmm. and the lower than median price being a seller's market. Mm -hmm. But honestly, you know, for the last couple months, I've I've been seeing that trend bleed into Mm – you know the the higher ranges of uh, the lower than mm-hmm. the median price range. That's exactly what does that right. mean? That means it's it's a buyer's market.
0: That's right. Yeah. It truly is a buyer's market. But buyers aren't buying, even though interest rates are low. You're seeing refinancing. but we're gonna talk a little bit more about that when we come back from this break. Is that cool? Yep. See you guys in a minute. Welcome back. It's the Real Estate 360 Show. Yes, yes, indeed. And yes, we have just been talking about things to pay attention to in the market right now. Yes. Right? But I want to really touch on, kind of building on that, I want to touch on this financing aspect. Because we're, we're seeing all these changes and we're watching certain things happen in the market that are kind of unusual, right? We're watching interest rates go way, way low. People aren't really buying. I mean, there's buying, of course, but we're watching a lot of refinances and we're watching a lot of consumer spending. You know? Yeah. A lot of credit cards, a lot of automobile loans, just crazy, crazy stuff. You know, in fact, uh, we're at an all-time high for uh, not not defaults in auto loans, but lates in auto loans. Right. Because right? people are just spending money. It's not that they're making less. It's just there's so much debt. Did you know that the average American is over forty thousand dollars in just consumer debt alone?
1: Over does that forty thousand dollars.
0: That, that does include the car though. Okay. That does include you the You can car. do that with just a car. You can. It's just outrageous <laughs> right now, right? You know, I was looking at a Ford F one fifty a couple years ago, brand new, you know, fully loaded thing. It was like seventy two thousand dollars. Incredible. For a pickup truck. Beautiful pickup truck nonetheless. Mm. But uh well, point I'm trying to make is you, you just have to see what's going on. And if you're going to be a real estate investor, you have to invest. You can't trade, right? Yeah. A lot, a lot of, because I like to, really, I like to call wholesaling trading because we're not really investing. I mean, we kind of are, kind of like we're a day trader. It's you know? really arbitrage. It, it really is.
2: You know, where we, we find a... Property, some people go at it from okay, give me a buyer and then i'm going to go find a property right i don't, i don't do that man that's that's like being a realtor i don't want to be a realtor that's right you know i didn't <laughs> sign on for that's you right. know for this to be a realtor that's right, so you know you, the way to do it is find a property
0: and you know that you bring up a really good point, I know we're getting off the finance thing but but you bring up a super super great point as it relates to people that are new in this real estate business, specifically wholesaling right right, right. they don't know. You know, what comes first, the chicken or the egg? Do I get the buyer? Do I get the seller? Yeah. You know, what What do I do first? And I am like you. I'm like, just go get the house. Because if you're making the good deal, you're going to get a buyer. You're going to build the buyer's list. That's the
2: easy part, right? I had, so, I had one of my mentors say to me, do you remember what you said to me uh, way back 15 years ago or whatever it was? And I said, no, I don't remember. <laughs> you know, I say a lot of stuff. You yeah. Know? He said, look, he said, if you go find the right deal, then money will flow to you, you know, like Niagara Falls. That's exactly right.
0: Yeah. Now, and but I do understand the other school of thought, but on a larger scale, it makes sense for me. Like with the multifamily. Right. Right. Um, I would prefer to raise money first and then go get the deal. Yeah. You know, that, that's, that would be my preference. Right. Because, But that really only happens successfully once you've built a little bit of a reputation. You know when people want to do stuff with you, but that you know you as a. And how do you do that? How do you build a reputation? You just do the right thing. I mean, do you? What do you do? You sit at home and hope. You know, you got to get out there, and and that's <laughs> and that's another thing you bring up. You know, so many people, perfection is their form of pro- procrastination. Yeah, right. They don't want to do anything until they figure it all out, or until they feel like they've got it all together. You know, there's no having it all together. You're not going to listen. If we're all batting 1,000, right, if anybody batted a 1,000, we would never forget that person's name. Think of it in baseball terms. Guys go to the Hall of Fame for getting it right three out of ten times. You bat 300, you're in the Hall of Fame over yeah. a consistent period of time.
2: Okay? I, know, I know we're way off the financing <laughs> thing, but, you know, they have a saying out there that goes like this. It's um, if you don't have a plan B, you don't have a plan because that means your plan A is not going to work. Mm. But darn, if I ever can tell you when my plan B worked <laughs> or C or D or E. I, did, I never had
0: one. My plan B was burn the boat. <laughs> so, all <laughs> right, know. that's it. Now burn the boat. This is what I'm doing. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking. I'm not talking about commitment. <laughs> oh, okay,
2: all right. You know, I'm not talking about the Rubicon. <laughs> okay, okay. You know, but that's okay. But, <laughs> but I'm talking about, once you get started in something, yes, you have your vision of what it's supposed to be at the end, and you you know how you're started out, but getting there,
0: boy, that's that's not going to be the way you think. No, not at all. <laughs> no. Not at all. You know when I when I started this, Steve, I I knew in my mind, in the end of days, at the end of my career, yeah, I was going to be a developer. I was going to be developing subdivisions. In particular. Oh, okay. That, and when, again, now this was, uh, for whatever reason, this image of real estate success formed in my brain many, many moons ago. Yeah. So when I started it, i was like, yep, that's what I'm going to do. And then I started doing this and everything changed. You know what I was doing to get there, the path I thought I was going to be on yeah. changed, right? which showed me different things, which gave me different goals and objectives to work and struggle for. Sure, <laughs> you know, yeah. Uh, but that's what I thought I was going to be. I thought I was going to be the next DR Horton or something. That's not a bad <laughs> uh, goal to have. Maybe, you know, we should look into that. But no.
2: Probably not no, right now no, because of what's happening in the marketplace mm-hmm. right now and as it relates to financing. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a boom-bust economy. Yeah. And, you know, a year and a half, two years ago, you know, I mentioned this last week, I think, I was riding around, you know, looking at all the new construction going on, and I said, you know, there's a good percentage of this that I'm going to be able to buy really cheap mm. at some point in the future. Yeah. So, you know, thanks, guys, for building all this and helping with the boom economy. That's exactly
0: right. Because, you know, I want to be around for the bust. That's exactly right. And going back again, I hate to keep going back to the builders, but these yeah. builders are waiting for this bust because they're going to be able to go in and scoop up land that they can develop 10 years from the day they buy it. <laughs> <right>? Absolutely. Because <laughs> yeah. so, that's how they're thinking. And we have to think, I mean, we're thinking that same way in our multifamily business. Absolutely. You know, in the single family business, it's a little bit slower. I mean, uh, faster, excuse me. Yeah. But uh, it's the same thing, except for now you're making offers like on everything. You have to make low ball offers. That's why I said earlier, you might be doing 10 deals a month right now, and it's going to go to four or five for a while. Mm -hmm. It'll get back up there. But you've been prepared. Right, Right? you've prepared yourself, you've been doing this, and yes, you're not doing as many deals. Maybe your profit margins are up slightly because of the way you're making deals now, but if you're going to do this, you have to be prepared, and you also have to learn how to hedge your bets. And understanding the financing is what's going to get you there. Understanding where financing is going to go is what's going to help you get there. And you have to spend some time learning these things, having dialogue about uh, historic events. What's happened in the past in economies that looked like this? You know, when, when we had economic conditions that were doing similar things to what's going on now, what happens in an election year, Right. you know, typically? You know, when does that start to ease? You know, you have to look at all these things. I mean, I don't personally remember having a, a significant trade war, right, with other countries. No. I, I don't. I don't remember. I've, I've read about them but I've never really, that I can remember, I've, I mean, maybe when I was younger, actually lived through one, but understanding how this is going to affect you and your business. You know, how does how does this this looming trade war that everybody is already charging more money uh, for certain goods and products, and, you know, how does this affect you? How does it affect your business? How will it affect you in three months?
2: You know, the, the trade war, I see some of the prices that, that are on goods and services, not services, on goods coming out of China. Yes. And I gotta tell you, I, I think everybody's overreacting. Absolutely not.
0: Let me tell and let me tell they you They are overreacting because there's <laughs> those 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 items are so cheap. Yeah, but you know what? Very few of us are buying a thousand of this and shipping it over so well, it can that's be true. affordable, right? So what's happening is the manufacturer or the distributor is preparing themselves today for the looming trade war. So we're watching products go They're going to
2: definitely charge more.
0: They're charging more not because it's costing them more today, but because it's going to cost them more tomorrow. So it's not a fair system for you and I. No. You know as the consumer, it's not fair. You know if I'm buying a a box of nails today for 20 bucks and then something hits the news for you know two or three weeks or a month, and now it's thirty bucks, but they're still paying ten for it, right? They're still paying ten for it, but now it's thirty bucks to us because they're making more money to to cover potential not even losses because when they're going they're to have to buy it
2: back, they're going to have to use that money to buy new inventory. They are, so that's what they're looking at. Yes. They're not looking at what they pay for it. They're saying, okay, we got to bring this money mm-hmm. in, and this percentage of it. Is going to purchase new inventory,
0: and we expect it to be more expensive.
2: Yeah, it's going to be more expensive. That's right. It may or may not be, but and, and
0: that's right, you never know. But even if it is, if if the cost of nails, just think about it for what we do in our in our line of work. If the cost of nails went up fifty percent, let's use screws because I want to tell you something. Here. Okay, we're going to use screws, <laughs> Chinese <laughs> screws, because <laughs> they've got you know they're doing it with the steel over there, right? So yeah, if they're, if they're if we're buying, if they're buying screws at ten dollars, buying them and getting them here, that is, and now it's goes, it goes goes up to twenty bucks. No, twenty five percent. It's going to go up to twelve dollars well, fifty cents. 30 percent. Okay, now. okay. Thirteen so bucks. Thirteen bucks. All right. right? Cause their cost is thirteen bucks. Well, our cost will be twenty six bucks. So, right. it's gone up the same thirty mm-hmm. percent. But what is that? That thirty percent increase in that particular product or any product that's made out of the same material coming from the same place. That 30% increase in a portion of the products that you need to build this house, to renovate this house, it's going to minimize what you can actually pay for the house. It's also going to slow the market down. So demand will go down for that particular good as well. Yeah. So I'm sorry that we're having this uh, <laughs> this kind of a conversation. But yeah. Well, how these do things we get are, here? Yeah. These <laughs> things are very, very important for you guys to know. You have to plan for this kind of stuff. You but have you know, to you're make gonna it get, happen.
2: You're going to get, from steel at least, you're going to get a lot better quality with U.S. steel than you would Chinese steel. Even though they're laying off people now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't understand that. Yeah, Yeah.
0: Uh, it's a, it's an ugly situation. I
2: bought some Chinese screws from one of the big warehouses and I tried to use it on some furniture
0: and it broke. Yeah, they, they are not known for their stability. So, you know, <laughs> I would pay more. For a quality screw, yeah, yeah. So that to the guy that's renovating
2: an eighty thousand dollar rental property, right? He's throwing twenty. <laughs> he's throwing twenty five percent of them away anyway. Sure. Well, listen, we got to take a
0: quick break, guys, and we'll get right back to the meat and potatoes of this money. All right. All right, here we go. We are back, and thank you all for staying with us through that break. Again, a reminder. Check us out on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, all that great stuff. Uh, get the uh, 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 subscribe. We yes. We want people to subscribe. <laughs> we do? Yes, we do. We want people to subscribe and comment. Engage with us. Let us know what you like and what you dislike, okay? Jason O'Miles. Yes. We have a guest with us today. Why don't you do the introduction, please? I will definitely do the introduction. <laughs> today Today on the show, we have a really, really good show. Really good show. <laughs> We have Mr. Justin Shipp with us today of Chaotic Realty. And Mr. Justin Shipp is a wholesaler we've worked with in a number of uh, uh, different occasions. We've known him now for, wow, going on seven, six, seven months, somewhere in there, maybe a little bit longer. Uh, He's been pretty consistent in the market. And I think that what he's seeing in the market right now is pretty significant because he's boots on the ground, right? He's there every day. You know, I, I mean, we're there every day, but not like he's there every day. Right. So he's boots on the ground. And I thought it would be really good to get uh, an idea of what you're seeing in the market, Justin. So, Justin. Yes, sir. Mr. Justin Ship,
1: Call tell me us. the real estate assassin. The real estate assassin. Chaotic
0: <laughs> realty. I love it. Uh, hashtag real estate Could assassin. Could I ask a question? that. Questions. Yes, please do. <laughs> Where did a chaotic
2: realty, the name, come from?
1: Well, that one's pretty easy. Uh, anybody that knows me knows I'm pretty crazy. Um, I kind of live on a wild side, I guess you could say. Okay. I'm pretty tattooed up, which yeah. is kind of uh, one of the significant reasons for it. But uh, actually, when I got into real estate, everybody was telling me how crazy I was, and they couldn't see me in real estate. And I was like, well, I need something that kind of fits with my personality. So <laughs> okay. I was trying to kind of think of names and stuff. and I always liked the name of, you know, chaotic, but I wanted to switch it up. So I changed the CH and made it a K, Mm -hmm. made it a little bit more unique. Cool. So it kind of worked out. Everybody starting to recognize who I am now.
0: That's right. Well, I mean, you're in the market. So if you're in the marketplace and you're marketing what it is you do, it's kind of hard for people not to see you. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So, so, and that's the good thing. But um, having said all that, being out there in the market, knowing that you're doing deals, uh, you've won some and you've lost some. I have. I haven't lost many, but That's I've right. lost a few. That's right. But what are you seeing now and how how are you kind of steering your business at the at the moment?
1: Well, um, I will say I've I've been noticing a lot of the 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 big brands like Zillow and Offerpad and Open Door and stuff like that, they're they're coming in and they're they're definitely disturbing the market. Mm-hmm. You know, you're seeing a lot of these big name players and stuff. Making it really hard for the new wholesalers coming in that Mm -hmm. don't really know what they're doing to really compete with that.
0: Uh, For the more, you say that because of their buying tactics, right? Yeah, I
1: mean, they're honestly they're overpricing Mm -hmm. or overbuying Mm -hmm. um, and and making obscene offers on on properties. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I lost uh, my first deal actually to to OfferPad last month, Um, and I've actually won a couple from Mm -hmm. them uh, against them. But um, last month, I went to talk to a guy, talked to him several times, and. Um, I was offering him eighty five thousand dollars for his hundred fifty thousand dollar house. It needed fully updated. Well, OfferPad offered him one thirty six. Wow, wow. There's no room for profit. I nope. can't make that work. I still no, wait want to Go with
2: it. OfferPad will offer a price, but then they'll start deducting. They like will.
1: Crazy. And I actually got a funny story about that. Um, <laughs> I have um uh, I have done a couple of rehabs as well over the last two years, and uh, one of I think it was my third my mm. third rehab, um. It was close to Christmas of last year, and we just wanted to get it moved, you know, dump it. You know, we started seeing that plateau in the market. Mm -hmm. Prices started to drop a little bit. We started getting a little bit nervous that it wasn't going to sell for the price we wanted to sell it for. Offer pad came in. They offered us pretty much our asking price, so we went ahead and took it. It was like $8,000 less than what we wanted. So Mm -hmm. we're like, let's go for it. Yeah. So uh, anyways, before closing, about $25,000 later of Mm -hmm. deductions and Problems that they wanted fixed or, you know, little small things that they, they charged us for, little fees and everything else. We did not get our asking price. And I'm seeing a lot of that. A lot of homeowners are, are complaining about, you know, yeah. they come in with this high offer, and then after they lock down that contract, then they come back and find a bunch of problems and try to get you to do down. So this is why you need to stick with the experienced wholesalers that know what they're doing, mm-hmm. and they will give you a realistic price. And that is the price that makes sense. Yeah. And they're not going to come back later and go so, hey we need it dropped. So you're, what you're de- describing
0: now is coming from these big companies that are that are in the market or have entered the market in the last you know year two years, two years. yeah few mm-hmm. years. but we saw this before. We saw this after our economic crush crushing absolutely with the institutional investors when you had Wall Street coming and buying single-family homes all across America. So they would wind up at um, uh, the foreclosure steps. They were making offers with realtors, you know, for all the uh, REOs. Mm-hmm. And they were offering way more money, way more money than these properties. We could not compete with them. Now, uh, as I describe it, organizations like that can make 8% a year. I mean, when you're paying people a 7 8% return on their money, that is fantastic for people that have passive money in the market, yeah. right? They've got their safe money, relatively safe money in the market. But for guys like us <coughs> that are living off of this, this is this is what we do. We can't possibly, especially when we're starting out, can't possibly live off 8% a year. It's impossible, right? Unless you have a million bucks. You know, those
2: institutions, yeah, or more. <laughs> or more. A million dollars is not worth what it used to be. No, it sure <laughs> isn't. So, uh, but uh, those institutions were pretty much, they were pretty much at the steps and they were pretty much bank buying properties. In other words, right. these new ones, Zillow and Offerpad and Knock and those guys, they are going direct to yeah. the mm-hmm. consumer. Yeah, absolutely.
1: And they have that's the, data. the difference. Yeah. He, exactly. The, the, tech, the,
2: data. And the technology is now caught up with that so yeah. that we can. Yeah. So what do you think about that?
1: I mean, they're basically marketing on a massive scale. Yeah. I mean, you see them on, on the on the TV, on commercials. Um, almost everybody's getting direct mail from them. I mean, I get probably at least two or three of them yeah. up at my house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they're really pushing what a lot of wholesalers stuff can't because wholesalers that are coming in, they don't have millions of dollars to spend on advertising and mm-hmm. marketing. Mm-hmm. These big companies, they have tons and tons of money. Right. So they're able to really market on a, on a wide scale that we can't compete with. So this is why the importance of building rapport and a good reputation comes in.
0: That's exactly correct. Because the reality of it is it's all about consistency in the market. And when you've got what seems like an unlimited resource to just constantly flood the market Mm -hmm. with, you know, your brand, your brand, your brand, your brand, you become an authority very, very quickly. But we, we as small guys in our local markets have to do the exact same thing. Absolutely. Right. We want to be consistent. And as I tell people all the time. This is a numbers game. Your marketing is a numbers game, right? You could send me mailers every day for six months, right? And then you send me one on the, you know, 182nd day. And it's got my picture
2: on it. <laughs> right? And
0: so you're going to call me. Right. <laughs> you know, for whatever my circumstances, the circumstances in my life are, right? It, it, at that moment that I got your mailer, or got your call, mm-hmm. I said, you know what? I, I, I keep getting this. I I need to call and see what this is about. So I call you. So it's, you mean it's not about me? Yeah, it is about you. No, it's about the timing. It's all about, I about you. It's the timing. It's no, no always, it's all <laughs> it's really about the timing. It is and, about and the timing. You, you nailed it right there. Yep, it's just about the timing and the consistency in the market is, is what gives you your deals. You know, it's not luck. For some people it is. You know, we've got a, I mean, I, I try to find deals in some of the most unique methods. At least I think they're unique, right? Um, they're very salient to me. Uh, but uh, I've got, I talk to people that do BPOs, that are working for lending institutions. You know, BPOs are broker price opinions, right? And they, um, they find these deals because they're taking these pictures for these banks all the time. And every now and then they're going to run across Someone who's still living there, or yeah, or something, something of that nature, found one in three hundred three one six super great zip code. Potentially, you know, one hundred twenty thousand for a house that's in a neighborhood that's four four fifty or better. Nice. You know, it's just fantastic.
1: Justin, how do you find them? I'll be honest. Um, so there's there's so many ways to to find properties. You know, you can do lists, driving for dollars, have scouts, uh, direct mail, cold calling. There's so many different ways, but I like to buy the list and I go door knock, and and that's the difference between me and these big companies. They're not door knocking. That's right. They're not going to come out there and knock on people's door and talk to them in person. Mm -hmm. And you build that one on one relationship with the owners. Well, they're going to like you more, right? You know, you you send a direct mail to them. They can throw that away. It's not. It's not easy. I mean, it's not hard to throw a piece of paper away, Mm -hmm. but it's pretty hard to slam a door in your face and say I'm not interested. If I get in front of you and I start talking to you,
0: I haven't had. I can build that rapport. Seem pretty easy to the people that did it to me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's pretty easy. I've done a little bit of that too.
0: It seemed fairly easy for yeah you
2: know, them too.
1: It happens. It's just not super common. No, it's not. Uh, it's not. Yeah, but yeah, there.
2: So I, that's I, your favorite way. I no, love that makes
1: and sense. it's it takes a lot more time. But I like I'm a people person. So yeah. I like getting in front of people. I like talking to people and finding out what their problems are and try to fix it. Yeah. you know, it's not about the money always. You know, Steve you says, know, says
0: that a lot of. I mean, all the time. Yeah. We're, we're problem solvers. We're not absolutely. We're not real estate investors. I mean, you know, and I think that's not really. Yeah, we're, we're just <laughs> we're marketers and problem solvers. That's right. That's all. So he says that all the time, and it is so true because who who we're we dealing with? We're dealing with people that have issues that they mm-hmm. need fast solutions for. So and
1: sometimes they don't even realize they have a problem, yeah. you know, until until you bring it up and remind them about that yeah. problem.
2: Take a minute, and and literally a minute,
1: uh, <laughs> and tell us about your first uh, property. My first deal was actually a pretty crazy one, and it was actually one of the easiest ones I've ever done. It was with a bank, surprisingly, mm. and I had a friend of mine that reached out. I had just started getting into real estate. I was reading up. I was learning everything I could, and a buddy of mine um, reached out to me because I had made a post on Facebook saying I was looking for distressed properties. He said, Hey, I live in Macon, Georgia. Okay. And uh, I have a house right across the street from me that's vacant and there's a sign in the front yard that says it's owned by a bank and it's for sale. I said, Well, I don't know. I've never I've I don't I've heard not to do stuff with banks. And this was my first deal. Mm. So I called the bank anyway. I made them a blind offer over the phone for five thousand dollars. They took it. Wow. I sold it for two two weeks later for ten thousand to a friend of mine. That's wow. right. It was a great deal. It was super easy. Uh, the bank was real laid back and I sent them a contract. They signed it that day. I two weeks later it was
0: phenomenal did you actually go look at the house i did not okay never even seen it (laughs) that's all right well justin (laughs) listen man i want to thank you for being with us today thank you so much for your time and uh we absolutely look forward to working with you in the future so uh stick with us we're going to make sure you guys have information on justin in case you got a house for sale and just need to get some information awesome appreciate you having me on thanks all right
2: Hello, welcome back. It's uh, Real Estate Three Hundred and Sixty and the Real Estate Three Hundred and Sixty showcom dot com.
0: That's right. Stephen A. Connolly and Jason O. Miles. Yes, sir. Some people call him Alvin. Sometimes you don't want to meet Alvin. I fired Alvin. He had, you know, he was just
2: too, too obnoxious. Alvin, yeah, Alvin did get
0: pretty aggressive this year. I <laughs> know he did. Yeah, I had
2: to let him go. I'm sorry. <laughs> he's, a, he's a necessary evil at certain
0: times, though. Well, he's on the contract. We'll have to go find him. That's right. <laughs> Hopefully, no one, uh, no one that's watching or listening will ever meet Alvin. But uh, he, yeah. he's he's definitely not invited to the show or the party or the party <laughs> or the party. Though. Hey, well, listen, we've been
2: talking about <laughs> everything under the sun in this show. I mean, that's it right. seems like. But um, so we're really focused on investors, you know, what yeah. do investors do? Yeah. And so investors right now, what do they do and what kind of financing do they,
0: they go get? And and what's, what's your advice? Well, Steve, thank you for asking. Mm. Uh, I think, I believe that really, as I said earlier, it is important for us to make very conservative offers today. Very, very conservative offers. You know, we're going to go in and we're going to make these 30 day offers thinking that we're going to be able to flip it and we very well may flip it in 30 days. But as you and I know very well, there are deals that we might have for two months, three months, sometimes even longer. Yeah. You know, because we know that there's value there, which is why we haven't parted with it, you know, and sometimes that's, that changes for us because we'll get rid of properties and fill the, fill the pipeline with new, you know, fresh blood, Yeah, but um, get yourself a good deal. and, Get as much time as you can for that because these 30-day um, contracts, if you don't have built-in extensions and things like that, you know, you could lose your shirt or lose potential deals. You also want to make sure that you've got some some takedown financing, some bridge financing in place, you know, which we've got Rich Capital Funding. Yep, Bob Rich. Bob Rich. Um, you know, you can go call Bob Rich. There's always a link yeah. on our website to him. There's going to be more than likely a link to Rich Capital Funding here. At the at the description for this, if you go to iTunes or uh, YouTube, Google Play, YouTube, uh, all those great things that we've been enticing you to go to, yeah, uh, for the, for this show. But um, you know they, they'll partner with you in one way or another, whether you have money or not. It's it's totally up to you. If the deal makes sense, he's going to let you know. If uh, the property
2: is a good, if the numbers are good, money will flow to you like my Niagara Falls. That's right. And then it's up to you to put it together in any number of about a infinite number of ways to structure the thing, you That's know, right. whether it's joint venture, private funds, IRA money, 401, hard money, you know, maybe, maybe you know, we just put together one joint venture that the lady that is came to our seminar. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so she said, I, I want to do a renovation. And we, we said, well, okay, but, you know it's not really it's you're going to learn the most and that's this way it's but it's not the preference way but anyway she she did it so we went through and we we kind of mentored along the way and said this is what you need and she said well I don't have that much money so she brought her a relative in and so she came in as a lender I mean yeah this you don't
0: have a plan you know that's right you just just knowing the options and again that's one of the most important things about having a mentor or coach, whatever you want to call it, I I prefer to use the mentor term, right? Someone that you can call up and say, hey, listen, here's an opportunity, but I I don't know. Here's what I see, but I don't know. What do you see? Here's what it looks like to me. Here's the information. Because she wasn't coming up with those solutions on her own. No. You know, she, she hadn't done enough to come up with those solutions. She didn't even know how to buy it. But she did know how to do the one most important thing. Right. Call someone who does. Well, the second most important
2: thing, <laughs> she found the property. Well, yeah. yeah. She yeah. marketed it, found the property, and she said, I got, I don't know. I got something. I don't know what it is. Here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know." That's right.
0: And she's done that with a few deals. Now. Yeah. I mean, she is active by far. I mean, we talk about her a lot. Right. She is extremely active because she wants to see change in her life. And this will probably be one of her best years ever. Period. You know, and we met her through one of our seminars. Correct.
2: And guess we met Mr. Justin Ship at one of our Absolutely. seminars. That's exactly right. And if you're not coming to the, one of our seminars, you're missing stuff. You know, you're missing a
0: lot. That's right. And Justin came through with Cody. Yeah. <clears throat> and these guys were already active in the market. So it's not a matter of you being so successful you can't meet other people. You can't increase your network. That's just foolish. Right. Right. <clears throat> pardon me, you want to increase your network because that's where you find your your true worth. You know, I mean, you, I hate to say the cliche, but it is true. Your network is your net worth. Right. You know, you opportunities come up. You can't take advantage of it all by yourself. You have to reach out to your network. That's right. You know, uh, they need something. They're going to reach out to you. I mean, there's so much opportunity inside of a solid network of people that are moving forward. And whatever it is they're doing, you want to be a part of that. This is not just come to a seminar and and sit there for you know two three hours and you know get fed a bunch of information and and right at the end it's like oh yeah now for fifty thousand dollars you can do no it's not that at all. We want you to come and learn. We want you to be winners on a winning team. You're giving away our secret. Oh my gosh, God you know, forbid.
2: I've been asking why we've been charging 20 bucks for this forever. Yeah. And now you just told
0: them. Hey, listen, if, if, if we don't have commitment numbers on some of this stuff, it's, it's all bad. You I, know, know? I know. I know. I've, I've gone to, I no, went instead to, of 5,000, I don't exactly. mean instead of free. Right. right. <laughs> I went to one, um, gosh, about a week and a half ago or so. Yeah. And it was free. Mm. It was free. And, The group that had done it, you know, they had this whole big spread laid out. You know, they had, um, uh, what is it, Uh, fruit and uh, uh, what is it, the the croissants and bread and and cheeses and meats and wine and soda and water. I mean, they just this whole big spread, right? Yeah, and and they were doing it in in uh, one of the houses that they had renovated, and. The guy gets up there, and, you know, it's really kind of an impromptu thing. You know, there's no PowerPoint. It's just a guy standing up there talking, talking about, you know, what he's done, what he's done for the people that are in the group and a couple of the peoples in the group. But everyone there is for free. And they're all sitting on the couches and in the chairs with their arms folded. I mean, just they're just closed to everything. And you're wondering, I'm wondering to myself, what did they come here for? Was it a seminar on real
2: estate investing?
0: It was. Or was it a cheese show? Uh, well, you know, very <laughs> just, few of them – I mean, very few of them passed up on the food. Okay. Right? Everybody had a plate. Okay? A, a very healthy plate. like they came there for dinner. Okay. You know? It's, at least that's how I felt about it. Mm. And then at the end, when it was time to mingle and, and do that, all the things you would do to increase your base. They everybody were, left. Except for one guy. <laughs> except for one guy. But that's the one. You know, that's the one. But everybody just walked out of there. You know, it, it, they did the, oh, you know, you're invited to come over to learn something. Yeah, there's this spread up, and they eat it everything, and then they take one or two plates to go with them. <laughs> Lunch and learn. What yeah. are you guys doing here? You know, but the point I'm trying to make is the guy didn't have any commitment levels associated with it, and that really takes away from what it is you're offering in terms of people's perception of what it is you're it, offering.
2: And uh, you know, I, I was I've, I've run a. Meetup group. It's just a business meetup group, referral yes. meetup group for a long time. And it and it's, it was for free for a while, for yeah. quite a while, most of the time. I just changed it this year. Now I'm charging them 10 bucks because yeah. I had people complaining that the food at the restaurant that we, that was giving us a free room was too expensive. <laughs> and they had a free meeting. You know, uh, I wasn't charging anything for my time. I said, all right, that's it.
0: Yeah. I'm it's done. a mentality that's associated with it. It is.
2: And so I, I wanted to... It's not that I wanted to charge 10 bucks because I didn't because that's another hassle in a way.
0: Right. But
2: it's about the commitment and the people that are going to show up. It's about the quality, yes. not the quantity.
0: Absolutely correct. You yeah. know, uh, I was having a conversation a little bit about this uh, in my drive in this, uh, this morning. And, you know, if if people are out here and they're working really hard uh, to to. So do whatever it is they do, whether it's finding real estate, give education, give training, give coaching, whatever it is. You know, I was on the phone with a guy who was trying to be this, this huge guy in the space, but he doesn't do any real estate. Oh. He hasn't done real estate in 12 years. He, you know, <clears throat> he's, he wants to teach people and coach people on antiquated tactics and techniques. Oh, yeah. You know, he's made his money in real estate. He's got a bunch of multifamilies. He doesn't want to talk about that. He thinks right now is the time to start teaching people about single-family investing. And he has not done it in 12 years. Not touched a single-family house in 12 years. You know, and he's got this great idea because he heard another, he heard Bill Gates say, you know, if I've got $2, I'm spending a dollar on marketing you know he can sell anything if he does does it that way he believes well okay bill gates though it's bill gates come on i mean the guy created microsoft i mean are you not going to at least take a peek at what it well, is he's Well, offering? there's a difference but, bill
2: gates is involved in, with his business or he's got people who's involved yeah but and this some guy's, guy from you know this guy doesn't he's not even doing it anymore
0: no he's not doing it at all so you know and i'm so i'm being honest with him and i'm like listen man it doesn't matter what you do you still have to start off at the bottom nobody knows you right. you know you have a circle of people that you may be able to coach but everybody you know is investing in multifamily and they're business owners the, the only house they own is the one they live in and the one they probably vacation in you know <laughs> so you're on another level you have to you have to in terms of your finances and your lifestyle so you have to start thinking a little bit differently, and you have to get off your high horse, put your feet on the ground, and really understand what's going on out here. Yes. Because if you jump out here in the market now, market conditions are different today than they were 12 years ago. Right, Substantially different. You have to know exactly what it is you're 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 trying to do, and just making money in real estate isn't going to cut
2: so it. So what should people do? Give us 30 pe- seconds.
0: Should so right people now. should right now go to realestate360show.com. I like that. That's what they should do. And they should find out when our next event is. And they should come. And they should come with the with the mindset of of learning, of connecting with people.
2: And you can find and, them all on Eventbrite right now. I'm going to send you there because we've got more at Eventbrite at the moment. Absolutely. Under Real Estate 360.
0: Absolutely. And just, just get involved, you know. Start doing stuff. Yeah. You know, don't, as I said earlier, don't let... um Uh, perfection be your reason to procrastinate because you'll just procrastinate. Get off your butt, make it happen. Learn, get involved only if you want to, if you don't, you know, don't. (laughs) My name is Jason miles and I love you guys for listening. Thank you so very much. Steve Conley here and we're signing off. Peace. Do you need to sell your house? Well, our company, Will Buy, Will Buy Your House. We make the process very fast, very easy, and it's all cash. All you have to do is give us a call today. we Will Buy Your House, click 833willbuy.com. That's 833-W-E-L-L-B-U-Y.com.
1: Or call
2: 833willbuy. Se habla espanol, llámanos, call us today.